Welcome to Weezer has turned and left us here. Hey. Back here with another uh, LA edition. Ooh, our third LA. Well, third in a row. Third in a row. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're but, in a studio today. Yeah, we are in somebody else's studio. We're not yeah. in Sarah's apartment, so she doesn't have to apologize <laughs> for not having moved in yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No boxes in here. No, no. And uh, yeah, so I am here for another <laughs> about twenty. 12 hours. Oh. So we decided to squeeze one last podcast. And in fact, this is the reason why we came out here. So why don't I just, why don't we just jump in and introduce our guest? Yeah. He is the producer and co-host of Never Not Funny. And he does something at a special thing records, which I never forget what it is. He's Matt Belknap. <laughs> Hello. Hi. How's it going? Hey. Good. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, well, yeah. thanks for having us. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> in the studio. Yeah. I, you know what? It's I, I know it seems gracious, but it's really just what makes it easier for me. <laughs> so. And plus you're allergic to cats. <laughs> yes, I am oh, allergic to cats. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't like my apartment then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, I guess I could take a Zyrtec or something. but <laughs> Yeah. That, that might not do it based no. on the amount of uh, cat paraphernalia. And the amount of cleaning I don't do. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't even matter with cats. It's just their their presence is always there no matter how much you vacuum and stuff. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. So for people who are listening to the first episode, this is a podcast where me and Sarah oh, talk yeah. about the band Weezer mm-hmm. and about how we used to really, really love them. And then things got kind of weird. And yeah. now we're kind of embarrassed by... <laughs> They've had a lot of... of things <laughs> they it's a roller coaster they're, they're they're an infinitely interesting band in yes but not necessarily their music <laughs> um and uh you know matt the reason we have you on the on mm-hmm. the show is because i won a auction at parkastathon yeah. and i yes. figured you might want to tell people I, i'm gonna put you on the spot sure no i want to thank smile you train. for for donating money donating generously to smile train which is the the cause that we uh raise money for every year on parkastathon it's a charity that goes to third world countries and um provides surgeries for children with cleft lips and cleft palates and uh for 250 dollars they can literally change a, a child's life. And so we, uh, do everything we can to get as many kids that surgery. And, uh, and you helped with that by, uh, by bidding on this auction. So thank you for that. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if you were bidding on other stuff, if this was like the consolation auction, like <laughs> I, I guess I would no one else is going to bid on this one. So I'll put some money down on have Matt as a guest on my podcast. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I would have liked to have all four of you on, but <laughs> yeah. I, I also don't know how much, let's say, uh, Elliot knows about the Van Weezer. And, well, uh, probably I, I might know like only slightly more than him. Like yeah. my, my history with them was like, I got that first album when I was in college when, when that first album came out. And I loved it and uh, and then didn't really keep track of them. And uh, they went through their ups and downs. And then um, and then I was mostly just aware of them in my life when I was starting. And I know you, you were uh, referenced this before we started recording. Um, I ran a message board for Tenacious D 
and uh, there were a lot. There's a lot of crossover at the time. This was like mm-hmm. two, the year 2001, I think. Uh, 2000, 2001 um, is when the website started, uh, and uh, there were a lot of Weezer fans. And I actually, I think before I started my own message board, there may have been uh, a was was Weezer on Sony Music or on some some Sony label. Um, the, uh, that's we, something we should know since what, we host a podcast. Well, what was them. the what was the place that where the fire was? Was that Sony? Oh, Universal. Oh, Universal. Yeah, because yeah, oh, they lost all their masters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or was maybe, Ge- Geffen? Nobody knows what was lost. It's <laughs> right. just a scary thing. Yeah, Wait, what, right. what is Geffen? They're on Geffen. That's the weird part. Is like there's fifty thousand record labels and and they're all owned by two companies. So <laughs> it's, chances are they were part of Sony. Anyway, Tenacious D was on Sony Music or some subsidiary of that, and so. Before I started my message board, there was just this crappy Sony message board that everyone yeah. congregated on. And I think there was a Weezer. Like It was like a you know cookie cutter, like every band on the label on that Sony was, Music yeah, had the same it. message yeah. board. And they all sucked. And that's part of why I started my own message board. Because I was just like, this is so crap. I can't even use this. It's so bad. <laughs> that, that's where, yeah, because that's where we met. Yeah. And didn't they eventually they changed the message boards yeah. and it got worse because I think they made like they made uh-huh. it specifically for them. And that's when we all left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the smart fans or fan, like cool bands that had smart fans were like, this is garbage. Like we can just make our own thing. Like the thing I, I just used a site called Easy Board, which let, let you build your own message board. That was what. Oh, is that what splinter you... board. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, let's, we don't tell them we what it was. Don't. It's not still there, is it? No, it's not. I <laughs> okay. deleted it. Good. Easy, well, e- also, Easy Board crashed at one point, and Ooh. everything was lost. It was a oh. very dramatic moment in wow. message board history because, like, thousands of sites were just like completely God. wiped out. And oh. that's when I was like, I'm just going to buy Vbulletin or whatever and mm. set, set up my own thing. Yeah, because we. Yeah, it had to be that because I remember like 50 Cent was one of the other message yes. boards because we used to. OK, this was when we're, we were. We were trolls. Yeah, we were, we were basically trolls oh back boy. then because because people from the board would just like go and invade another board. <laughs> yeah. Just everyone spam them. Yeah. It was it was 50 Cent. And then there was was it like so some woman Ashley Simpson or something? <laughs> that sounds right. Oh, but, and then there was one that was like some emo band that was called like a not a perfect, like a simple circle a simple or I don't know what it was like. It oh, wasn't yeah. One of those. <laughs> perfect circle? No. I don't know. I think that's it was like, yeah, it that's... sounded like those, but yeah. it's one nobody's ever heard of. But right. we went and like invaded <laughs> their boards. So, yeah. So that was early 2000s. Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I will mention a lot, but I was reading that oral history of uh, AST, the boards and everything, how all the comedians were on there and some of them loved it and some of them hated it. Yeah, so the the, the my message board was called a special thing and um, when Tenacious D stopped being active as Jack Black became a movie star, uh, we just turned our attention to other sort of related comedy things like Mr. Show and people who had been involved in Mr. Show. The alt scene. The, just the alternative comedy scene in general, yeah, and, and especially in L.A. because that's where I live. And, um, and then the comedians who we were talking about started showing up on the board and 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 interacting with us and it was weird and but very fun and like they some of them were very candid about answering their question uh, questions we had and uh it was a uh, it was a wild time it was you know it's hard to i think maybe people now it would be hard to imagine a time when like because everyone is on twitter yeah. now mm-hmm. or some version of twitter <laughs> instagram whatever it's hard to remember that there was a time when like celebrities were not touchable they yeah. were not reachable on the internet at all they were completely uh, 
removed from that. And so for Patton Oswalt to suddenly go, hey, guys, it was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> I know you. You're on TV. Yeah. Uh, but well, it was very yeah. cool. But we had that with Rivers, too, because like it was it was a time where you couldn't contact the band in any mm-hmm. way because there was no Twitter. But then Rivers would make himself available in these weird ways. Like he'd post on the they boards. They would do like AMAs. Wow. So yeah. That's awesome. And he had a MySpace, which we talked about in one of our previous episodes. Mm-hmm. And he would post music on there that he had just recorded. Like he did it for the fans. It was so really crazy. weird and cool. Yeah. That guy seems genuinely weird. That is 90% of this podcast is, <laughs> yeah. is examining how weird Rivers yeah. is. And God bless him though. Yeah. We, we didn't, Jack Black never, I, I think Jack Black probably still doesn't know how to use the internet, <laughs> but um, he certainly well, didn't back then. He does uh, have his YouTube channel. <laughs> he does have the YouTube channel, which we'll get to because I was just watching it last night and there's, there's some crossover there too. But, um, but oh, he, yeah. his, but Kyle Gass, the, his, his uh, partner in Tenacious D, also was not on the message board, but Kyle Gass's mom <laughs> posted on the message board. Oh, and, and you confirmed it was her, right? For a long time, we were like, this is, there's no way this is actually her. And, uh, but she was like, yeah. and then we finally did some fan who was on the message board somehow confirmed it. I, th- I think he met her or something somewhere or he's like at, at a signing or something. And, and, uh, she was like, yeah, that's me. Star mom. That was her screen name. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that was, so that was pretty cool. She answered some questions no one had about his childhood. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. Like as a fan, like anytime we found out anything about rivers, I was like, Oh my God, like this is stuff you wouldn't it find was, anywhere it else. Just, it, it had that feeling of like, this is a whole new world because the yeah. internet in general was not that old at the mm-hmm. point at that point. And certainly like that's pre social media. Um, at least when I was starting, yeah. like MySpace didn't even ex- exist yet. And, um, maybe Friendster did. I don't, I don't <laughs> even know, but, but no one used it. So it was just, it was like a new experience. It was exciting to me, even without the, aspect of comedians and people like that coming into it. It was just, it was kind of fun to talk to people where there was nothing but their ideas. Like you didn't have to deal with the physical or like in-person awkwardness of talking to someone you don't know. Cause it, you were just exchanging your opinions and ideas and you didn't have to, uh, you know, you didn't have to dance around any of the other awkwardness that might happen. I'm, I'm a socially awkward person. Yeah. So like I'm speaking just from experience that <laughs> other people don't have that problem, but I was like, I hate talking to strangers, but in this situation, it's very easy for me. And, uh, and it just felt like, wow, we're living in the future now. Like this is <laughs> yeah. so crazy. Yeah. Like last night I went to go see uh, Demi Adijui Bay's show yeah. uh, at the dynasty typewriter. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there by myself and I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to be here. I, yeah. And everyone else is like, you know, talking to their friends and everything. I'm right. like, I just want to be on my phone right now. Well, I wonder yeah. if that's like a thing too, because Weezer fans are also generally like really awkward people, right. I think. And so that's maybe why it was a bigger deal for us to have this message board. Cause mm-hmm. you talk to a lot of other people and you know, I, I know I would never even tell people that I was on this message board because oh, yeah. it felt right. embarrassing, I guess, yeah. or they wouldn't understand. And I've since told people, cause we're in an age where like, Everybody's on the internet. It's not embarrassing. It's not as embarrassing. It's not as embarrassing. But like people will still be like Weezer. Yeah. No, I still I tell them that I was like, yeah, I know this person from this message board. And I was like, even say it like, okay, this is kind of weird. But like I was on this message board. It was a big deal. I had a lot of friends and they're like, okay. (laughs) And I'm like, no, you don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you want to be like, no, but think about it. That was weird. And you would have been freaked out if I told you Uh then. But now it's fine. Yeah. I I've spent 
four years, I think, running this message board, and only my wife and one of my best friends were the only people who knew. Every, <laughs> all my other friends in real life had no idea. Yeah. Um, and then I finally, in the most awkward way possible, uh, revealed it to <laughs> many of them by uh, having I, I for my birthday one year we went to a comedy show and all the comedians knew who I was because of <laughs> my screen name and they were all referencing me from stage and talking to me and my friends were like what the hell is happening why are they calling you Sasquatch yeah who is Sasquatch and what is going on right now and so I was like okay uh, yeah I, I I run a message board about about this whole scene and they are these people are also on the message board and blah blah so that was awkward but. We got through it, and uh, <laughs> and like you said, yeah. If that happened now, people are like, what's the big deal? Like, yeah, because there's everybody's in some Facebook group for mm -hmm. something, and it doesn't seem odd at all. But they weren't always on message boards. Like that's the thing. Not everyone had that. Right. It's funny because uh, before I went to grad school, I was actually on a message board for like people applying to grad school, which is a weird. That's a really weird. It's really it's like film <laughs> or people applying to film school is what uh -huh. it was. Yeah. And so my username on there was the same as the Weezer boards. It was Tabby Cat, and it's funny because I met. Some Someone on that message board who ended up going to the same school. And when I met him, I'm like, oh, you're Felipe. And he's like, it's Tabby Cat. And so he'd always call me Tabby Cat. And then I'd have to explain it to people. And it still felt weird. weird. Yeah. Even though it was like, it's a message board where you just talk about like, hey, did anyone hear back from the school? And but it still was like, I, I don't know. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. I have one friend from the message board who I still call him by his screen name. And I don't even I I, say, I do it because I think it's going to annoy him. And I don't think he cares at all. But it's like to me, it's like, ha ha. I'm going to call you Jouster. <laughs> anyway. I was Fat Boy Slim LP. <laughs> nice. Before one of the times before I got banned. Yeah. Because when we were doing this, like we were in our late teens, like we just. I remember being freshman year of college mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in Socorro, New Mexico, which is 90 minutes south of Albuquerque. Um, it's a little tiny town being, even though it's only 90 minutes south of where I lived, I was still homesick mm -hmm. and probably very depressed <laughs> and not going to class yeah. and shortly after failing out. But what I was doing was I was posting on the Weezer message board constantly. Yeah. And getting banned. Getting banned. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people got banned. Yeah. I never got banned. I followed the rules. <laughs> I was really scared I would get banned. <laughs> I, I remember getting banned for, because we, I would, I tried to make my post every one on the front page. Oh, so just Jesus. spamming it. And yeah, yeah they banned me for that. Classic. <laughs> that is ba behavior. a bannable offense. Yeah. Cl classic 18 year old. <laughs> How many people were on this message board? Well, I mean, there were a certain number of like regulars. Yeah. And for some reason, there I feel a, like it was a good amount. But I feel like there were a lot of lurkers too, because it would always say like these people are logged right. in and there yeah. are like 15 people lurking. But it wasn't so big that it was chaotic, right? Like you could have conversations. Yeah. And there were some busy times, which was nice because sometimes you'd go on and it'd be like a Saturday night and no one would be there. <laughs> or maybe that was when people were there. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I, I could look it up in the Wayback Machine because there's still like screenshots <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah, and yeah. it would say, you know, with those boards, it would say the most people on at this right. time were. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a weird thing about uh, chat rooms and message boards. It's like there's a there's a balance of like you need just enough people that it feels like it's happening, but yeah. not so many people that that you can't follow it or that it's overwhelming to read everything. Yeah. Like we always had that mix where it was like you could live your life and have a job and still basically read the majority of posts. You might skim something or skip something because you're like, oh, that doesn't interest me. But you could basically keep keep up with everything that was going on and feel like you were part of this community. And, uh, 
but that doesn't work on like Reddit or maybe in some subreddits it does. But mm. I think like there's just so much traffic in yeah. places like that where I just feel like, well, nobody knows anybody here. It's just like you're just standing on a street corner yelling, basically. Yeah. Well, that's because like Reddit is now that I think about it. Yeah. Reddit is one of the few places that is like a message board still, yeah, yeah. I guess. Whereas back then everything had a message board. Right. So it's like you could have this really specific thing yeah. and you wouldn't have too many people on it. Mm hmm. Even now, like, I think there was a, so the board we posted on, wasn't there, like, some Vice article about it? Oh, uh, I think that it was about the one that came after it, the one that after when we, when our crew all left. Oh, was it? But it was, like, really specifically about, like, all things not. Yeah, because there was, the, the, you know, there's the different rooms. There's the, <laughs> yeah. all, the one was all things Weezer. Where like, I don't even want to say it. And I, there was all <laughs> things not Weezer. That's where we all hung out and just talked about <laughs> random stuff. Yeah. And you couldn't like, talk about Weezer there. People get mad. <laughs> then there's like music, to, you know, but all, so all things not Weezer was where we all hung out. Well, that's exactly what happened on a special thing is that there was the Tenacious D thing and then there was the uh, other comedy. And and when Tenacious D sort of tailed off after their album kind of tanked, like then their tour ended, like that's where everybody was talking about all this other stuff. And that became the central thing, even though all those there was like subforms within the tenacious tenacious thing too and those just basically became a ghost town <laughs> while yeah. everybody was just talking mr show and another comedy was actually the name of it so yeah i mean it, in some ways i think people liked the structure or they all came to it for some reason but then they also were like immediately like i don't want to do the thing you're telling me to do i'm just gonna do <laughs> yeah the opposite well with weezer it's like People were fans of the first two albums sure. and at that time that we were on the boards, like they'd released like four albums and the fifth one was about to come out. So a lot of people who were posting in all things not Weezer didn't even really want to talk about Weezer because they didn't <laughs> like what Weezer was doing. So they'd almost like make fun of all things Weezer and you'd yeah. go to all things Weezer and it'd be like, hey, everyone, I really like, you know, the green album. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. Because you can only talk about. I love the blue album so many yeah. times before it get be, yeah yeah because you get the specific thing and for it's not like a sports team where there's a new game every week right. to talk about this one it's like there's an album coming out every yeah every two years at that point every lucky. yeah and and <laughs> no. it's not also not like you know there's certain bands or certain you know like Tenacious D there's sort of a mythology that they built up around themselves and you know they had an HBO series and yeah. they had a movie eventually. And so there's a lot of other stuff. And then their live show kind of evolved uh, over the years with weird sketches and stuff, uh, you know, that would pop up here and there. So people, people like if they wanted to, they could really dig into some of that stuff. But yeah, after about at, what's funny is at the time, it seemed like, wow, we've been doing this forever. And it was like six months in, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then like a year later, it was kind of over already. But at that, from at that moment, it was like, I can't believe how long we've been talking on this message. Board. <laughs> <Right about. laughs> it was just literally like maybe nine to 12 months. And then years and years of just talking about a lot of other things that had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Like how long were we posting on the boards before we left? Um, like I a mean, year or two. Oh, that's my phone. Um, <laughs> well, I know that we. I know that I started when I went to college, so it was two thousand three. Yeah, me too. And I can look up when. What was the fifth album? Pacific Daydream. No, make, wait, believe. make believe. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know anything about Weezer. I always get those two mixed up. <laughs> but I remember no because Make Believe came out around the time that we were posting on the boards. So that's May tenth, two thousand five. Because I remember it was that day that they switched over to the new <gasps> oh, message board system. Uh, okay. 
or, or right around that time. Wow. And then we all left because it was terrible. And there was like splinter <laughs> message boards. Like there was Weezer Nation was Weezer one. Nation. There was ours. That uh, that like we didn't. It wasn't really about Weezer. It was just people that were there had their own. Right. Splinter well, one. and didn't didn't you also get people from the Shins board? to join that oh, one yeah. so it was oh, like oh. <laughs> I forgot about that <laughs> now that's I remember, a board I would have gone oh to yeah. I completely forgot that I was on that <laughs> well yeah because I remember like some people were from Weezer and some people were from the Shins and then I forgot who was who at some point and then point. my brother was just randomly there because she was saying <laughs> yeah. yesterday oh you should have Paul we should have Paul on the podcast I'm like why he doesn't care about Weezer <laughs> yeah and I was like wait why were we talking to him on the boards and you're like I don't know I just invited him <laughs> and the Shins is the perfect 2005 <laughs> band mm-hmm. to well, have. And they're from yeah. Albuquerque. It, it, yeah. Oh, oh really? that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah James Mercer. And n- now it's only him. It's just him. Yeah. yeah when I li- if I do listen to them again, the other it's members like, aren't happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I listen to them now if I ever do, and yeah. I'm like, oh, this reminds me of being in my dorm room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was. I loved that. Uh, Shoots yeah. too narrow, and the one before it's good too. But it's good, right? Does it hold up? I well, I think, it does. I think it does just because if I hear it, I will think of that time in my life. And, yeah. and to me, it just like hit me the perfect way. I just mm-hmm. felt like it was like a perfect 10 songs. And uh, and I really dug, you know, I, I hated when <laughs> Garden State came out because, I was yeah. like, oh, no, now this is making what I what happened in my brain into something really explicit and really kind of sad. And, and uncool but yeah. at the time it was like oh these lyrics are actually pretty deep and they're pretty mm-hmm. like like you really put some thought like not often do you hear an album where the lyrics actually have some literary value to them yeah and so I was like I appreciated that and, and I just liked the yeah this the sound of it was great but yeah, now I want to listen to it again well we're also talking about speaking of lyrics we're talking about today was the 16th uh, anniversary of Elliot Smith dying yeah oh, wow. and that was a very specific Jeez. of that time mm-hmm. yeah for, that was that you know that exact moment for me because it was in college Again, depressed listening to Elliot Smith. That's right. a very cliche thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although there was no Elliot Smith message board that I know of, or I never thought to join oh. one. Oh, man. Yeah. That would be a very sad one. It would just yeah. like be people like ending up the suicide hotline to each other. Yeah. Don't do it. I feel like yeah. an Elliot Smith message board automatically fails because everybody who would go there is too, like, they're curled up in a blanket. Yeah. Like, they can't reach their k- keyboard. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be on a message board. No, because yeah. that would break the, the 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 premise of I'm alone. Yeah. yeah. You can only listen to Elliot Smith alone. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to get people in college to listen to Pinkerton at like, I went to like a party school. Mm-hmm. So it's like they were very much not into Weezer. <laughs> so I'd be like, we'd be like drinking in the dorms, not to like <laughs> nobody arrest me or anything, but we'd be like drinking. I'd be like, the hey, everyone, let's, 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 yeah, everyone, let's listen to Pinkerton. And I'd put it on and be yep. like, isn't this deep? <laughs> <laughs> that was like the Killers. Uh, <laughs> nice. I yeah. the Killers album was out at that time. Oh yeah, um, it was like Usher and stuff. Oh yeah, I guess that. Uh, and uh, yeah, that other band that I can't remember the name of. That helps. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, so here was what I was gonna say before, just yeah. uh, before I forget. Um, South America. So I was watching. <laughs> yo, do you know about this? I was watching Jack Black's YouTube channel last night, and because we were talking on email about how. There was sort of this weird overlap between Weezer and Tenacious D. Like we couldn't really put our finger on what it was other than I know. Just nerds. Yeah. Nerds Mm. like them both. And I remember specifically friends of mine on the AST board, uh, one in particular who was like a huge Weezer fan. He's probably Mm. your age too. Um, And uh, We should have him on the podcast. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. And actually it crossed my mind. I was like, maybe he was on your message board too. (laughs) Oh my God, probably. Um, Well, and they toured together. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and actually, so the video that Jack Black uploaded yesterday was from, it was, he he was, uh, Tenacious D was playing this crazy soccer stadium in Bogota, Colombia. 
and they were on a bill with the Foo Fighters and Weezer. Mm-hmm. And so they had a video of them playing this game, which I now want to do myself. It looks so cool. It's um, <laughs> there's like a t- like a kind of like a bullseye, almost like a, a like an archery bullseye oh, type yeah. thing. But it's clay and there's like gunpowder in it. And you take these heavy metal discs and you <laughs> throw the disc at the bullseye. And if you hit the area with the gunpowder, it explodes <laughs> and you're trying to make it explode. So they so it was Tenacious D versus Foo Fighters versus Weezer playing this weird exploding dartboard game <laughs> that sounds in like Columbia. A, in Colombia. it yeah. sounds like something that'd be like a gender reveal these days oh, yeah. <laughs> yes and oh we're having a girl oh my god <laughs> yeah and uh, so apparently Foo Fighters won uh, it was not very easy to follow the footage of like how who, who was scoring and what was actually happening Jack Box not a very good videographer no he well I, yeah and, and he was just running around going explosivo the whole time so it wasn't uh, I think they were a little bit hammered but anyway that's brilliant I wonder how Weezer did hard to tell. I couldn't even yeah. see if Rivers was there. I, I, bet he I, wasn't. Didn't, even, I didn't see. Oh, yeah, him. We, we're talking to Tony Thaxton because mm-hmm. uh, he was on two episodes ago, mm-hmm. depending on the order we release these. Ah, who knows? Um, but he he said he had toured with Weezer. Yeah. Or like he went on for like a week with them, and uh, he said he never interacted with Rivers at all. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and and we've talked about there was a, a DVD that was released sometime when we were in college, which was called video capture device, which was a bunch of like behind the scenes. This was before YouTube. So it was a bunch of behind the scenes stuff for yeah. Weezer and like promos, TV spots. And it has like audio commentary from the band, except not Rivers, <laughs> <Of> <laughs> which is so on brand for him. Yeah. He's always so he'll like brand. go on a message board and like mm-hmm. answer questions, but he will not participate in, so in his own pr- yeah. product that he's yeah. trying to sell. It yeah. all makes him more well, mysterious. Like said, socially awkward. Like mm-hmm. yeah. he's like, I can write stuff down, but I can't. Right. Yeah, I can yeah. do awkward songs to Asian women. <laughs> oh God! I mean, in his defense, he might have been at Harvard at that time. Who knows? Like, wasn't that Maybe. the story? Well, he, was, he was at times. Yeah. Well, that was. Well, the the Harvard stuff was between Pinkerton and Green, right? Well, oh, he also okay. went because that thing that we read, uh, that blog post that he did, that was well, maybe he wrote that in the nineties, but remember. he that was before Make Believe, so I don't know. I think he keeps going. He kept going back, maybe to take classes. Hmm. I don't know if he ever finished whatever degree he was going for, but. My theory is he just went there because he was trying to date Natalie Portman. He was oh. also going there. Well, <laughs> the blog post said that he went there to meet someone. Mm. Like that's, a, I mean, I'm sure he we, went for other reasons. But. We, we joke about, because, you know, there, there's the song on Pinkerton where it says, God damn you half Japanese girls. You do it to me every time. Where it starts, <laughs> every girl every girl he's been like in a relationship with is Asian. Mm-hmm. His wife is. His wife is, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. like from Japan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So it's... uh. Yeah, he has a type, I guess we'll say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so so you didn't listen to Pinkerton when it came out? I did not. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, literally wasn't even aware of it, I don't yeah. think. Like, <laughs> I think well, I was out were you here. Because you're into like hip hop and stuff. Uh, I, I, I kind of had, I was really into hip hop growing up. Um, so I, I grew up in the late 80s and early 90s. And then um, like high school, you know, that was my middle school, high school age. And then um, when I got to college, None of my college friends listened to rap, and so I was kind of like, I guess, I, I went to college uh, with with my wife, my now wife, and she liked hip hop, but she wasn't like huge into it. But basically, my taste kind of drifted towards whatever the people around me were listening to, which at that time was more like, you know, what everyone was listening to Pearl on the Jam. radio. Yeah. yeah, it was it was all Nirvana, Pearl Jam, mm. uh, 
you know, even stuff like Counting Crows and Dave Matthews Band and shit like that. And so soon to be a rock and roll hall of fame. Of course. Oh, yeah. Well deserved. Well deserved. Those guys really know how to rock. Um, My parents have seen them about five times. Really? Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's probably about how many times I've seen them. <laughs> My mom likes jam bands. Huh. huh. Yeah. That's cool. How old's yeah. your mom? She's, uh, well, she's in, she's about to be 60. Okay. Yeah. But you know, my parents, we've talked about it before. My parents love to go to concerts yeah, and stuff. Like they, they sound cool. Like if that's if, awesome. If they lived in LA, I think my dad would be like Jimmy or he'd be at every single uh-huh. concert. That's huh. awesome. You know, they traveled to go to D- Dallas to see the Crossroads concert, which is Eric Clapton's big thing with all the blues rock guitarists. Yeah. That's yeah. like my dad's bucket list type mm-hmm. thing. Hmm. And, uh, but yeah, it's a, they've seen Santana probably like 20 times because Santana would come to Albuquerque every year for what? some reason. Oh, oh yeah. All the brown people live there. <laughs> and uh, ZZ Top used to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so, and then when I moved to LA in 96, I think I just was listening to K-Rock, whatever was on K-Rock and um, some hip hop, but not, you know, I, I just, I was, I completely, I mean, because Pinkerton wasn't commercially successful, it never got on my radar, I guess. Yeah. They probably didn't play it on the radio that much. Yeah, yeah. not that I was aware of. I remember, you know, what was the album in 2001? That was the Green, Green. Album. Green that album. That was yeah. the Hash Pipe. I mean, yeah, that that album was huge mm-hmm. out here. Like, uh, it was on the radio all the time. And so that's when I was like, oh, yo. And again, that was when the message board was happening. And, and there were just a lot of people who were hyped up about both Tenacious D and, and Weezer. So, yeah, I, I don't. And I never, you know, that was the gig. Like, this friend of mine from the AST board was always like, yo, Pinkerton's the best. <laughs> and I was like, he was like trying to get me to listen. I was like, I just, I don't have the energy. It, it has to, <laughs> it's one of those albums that has to hit you at the right time. Yeah. I think so. I think, yeah, I think if you, if, I think if you're happy with your life, that you're not going to like it as much. <laughs> but I also feel like I, I've had this with things where, well, actually, I would say that Shoots Too Narrow is a great mm. example of an album. Like, when you hear it, it when it's new, and you feel like I am on the ground floor of something really special. Yeah. That's different than when everyone goes, you got to listen to this thing. It's, it's great. Yeah. That's to me, it always ends up being like, oh, I'm too late. Like I missed yeah. the boat and now I'm a loser and you guys go on without me. I'm not going to be able to join you uh-huh. on this one. Well, that's why I, yeah, I mean, I started listening to the shins probably because of the Weezer boards. Cause a lot of people would recommend stuff, but it was like, you knew that not a lot of other people knew about it. And it was before garden state and then garden state right. came out and it was like, yeah, this movie's stupid. <laughs> I just listened to the shins like, Oh, they're from Al- something from Albuquerque. I ha- I'm required to do this. I have to watch breaking bad. I have to listen to the shins. <laughs> I mean, those yeah. are two of the yeah. greatest things. You, yeah. you should be very proud. That- I, yeah, I know. Cause it's funny because when El Camino came out, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I have to watch it like opening mm-hmm. weekend because yeah. I know everyone hears me talking about it. <laughs> Is that pizza still on the roof? <laughs> Let's go find out. I, I always say like, the, I always tell people about the guy that owns that house, the Walter White house. Yeah. He, well, first of all, he built a big wrought iron fence around it and he sits on his porch and yells at people who take pictures of it yeah. <laughs> and just like flips them off. I've heard that. Yeah. That's a really cool way to live your life. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you say that people would try to throw pizzas people on People used roof? to like throw pizzas on his roof. Yeah. It, it has to, I mean. It's like a whole cottage industry. Like you see like Winnebago's driving around. (laughs) It's the tour bus is the Winnebago. Yeah. It's like, oh God. That's awesome. I knew somebody who lived in the Charmed house here in LA, like where they filmed Charmed. I never saw that show, but yeah, he said that people would be on his lawn, like taking flash photography and stuff. People are terrible. (laughs) Then again, we consider doing the same thing with the Weezer house. Well, (laughs) Well, the Brady Bunch house is not far from here if you guys want to go check it out later. (laughs) 
neat. Yeah, uh, I didn't even. I don't know why I was so excited. I didn't watch that show, <laughs> yeah. but I was like, "That's yeah, cool." That's, well, that's, you're probably too young, but that's well, like Nick at Nick at Night. Also, there There's, was there was an X Files. I'm a big X Files fan, so yeah. there was an X Files episode that was weirdly about the Brady Bunch. It yeah. was like the second to last original run X Files episode. So they shot all the outside okay. stuff. So, at David the Duchovny house. on it, or is that when the T1000 guy was? I don't. Yeah, I don't think David Duchovny was in that episode. It was yeah. um, Robert Patrick. Yeah, that's that guy's name. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> T1000 is his real name. Yeah. <laughs> We've decided it. Which, by the way, I thought he was a fine addition to the show. No Mulder, <laughs> but I think I gave up on that show after the movie, like because the movie was oh. like I was psyched, and then it came out, and I was like, boy, that was uh, didn't uh, didn't do it didn't answer anything. I love the movie. Oh, oh really? it, it's yes, I love the movie. Oh. I kind of feel like they bro- look. It's been years, but my my main feeling was that's that is they they were in the same conundrum that Lost was in, which is like it's really cool to yeah. build up to something because yes. the it's the mystery is what's fun, but mm-hmm. then eventually you have to tell people the thing and that's always going to be a letdown. And so with, with the movie, I felt like here we go. We're finally going to see the aliens. I'm like, right. What? Yeah. When, when I talk to people who don't really like the X-Files, like I know someone else who doesn't like it and he's like, well, they never answer any questions. And I was like, yeah, that's why it's great. Like yeah. you can watch every episode and at the end have no idea what's going on. And I think you have right. to be okay with that to watch the X-Files. But the yeah. next like two seasons after the movie, <laughs> so good. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm it's sorry. So good. I, I think that if it came out now, now when they could just do four seasons and out, like on Netflix mm, or right. HBO yeah. or something, it would make then it would make sense. Same with Lost. Yeah. Like if Lost was like two, if they knew they had an end date and they didn't have to just exactly. hit syndication, mm-hmm. which Lost would be the worst syndicated show ever. Um, <laughs> Seriously, you would not be able to because I mean you'd have to run it in order yeah. all the way through over and over again, and everyone would be confused. But I mean, we were confused at the time too. But the thing about X Files, uh, uh, you know, again. By modern standards, I don't think people would even understand that this was the case. But when that show started, there was no sense of like you can make a show that's like a big overarching yeah. myth. So it was kind of it kind of had to be both that and a show that you could just jump into at any mm-hmm. point. And it was kind of schlocky and just kind of a weird. We're going to stick this at ten o'clock on Saturday or whatever, mm-hmm. and and if people find it, then great. But it didn't have this aura of like, oh my God, because it was before nerd culture too. So it was just yeah. kind of like, here's a weird thing we'll put over here. And then people got into it organically and that doesn't really happen anymore. Or if it does happen, it just, it just burns up so quickly. Like Stranger Things was like that for like a week and yeah. a half. Uh-huh. And then everyone's like, hey, Stranger Things is the past. <laughs> well, I think it's also now because everybody now, because what we found when we we're researching older stuff with the Weezer, there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> like stuff that happened 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But now everything is dissected by a million people on the internet. Yeah, yeah. It makes it less fun. Yeah. Like, the, um, can you imagine the people recapping every X Files episode as it came on? Like they yeah. did with Lost. <sighs> yeah. Like that has to affect the, yeah. the creators. Yeah. And there, and there were people doing that. It just was so underground that I yeah. think it didn't really reach back. And actually I will say, uh, although I agree with you guys that that trend is, is bad. Uh, we were all part, I mean, in some way or another, being on a message oh, yeah. board yeah. to be a fan of a thing was the beginning of the end. It yeah. was like, that's that was the first step towards where we are now, which mm-hmm. is you can't, nothing can exist anymore without an incessant commentary. Yeah. And without the AV club, you know, talking about right. it and stereo mm-hmm. gum and all yeah. this. Now there's like, the people that were posting on the message boards. Yeah, they're writing those They're things. writing those right. stories now. They're getting paid for it, which is good, but also it's kind of... Well, it's my. I, I don't things. think it's bad necessarily. It's just different, and it's yeah. it's good in a lot of ways because you can read all all kinds of stuff. But 
Yeah, like the fun of figuring stuff out with a small community just isn't there. Yeah. Like Twitter is not a small community. <laughs> Twitter's a hell yeah. site. <laughs> and I, I actually had that moment with my message board where it was getting popular enough that I was like, should I turn this in? Because I was doing a lot of long writing for the site where I would like recap live shows that I would go to and and things like that. And I and I was doing interviews that I would transcribe and, and then that sort of turned into podcasting. But uh, I had a moment where I was like, should I just turn this into like a blog that people would come to to read? Like, but then I was like, I don't think I want that to be my job. Like, that doesn't yeah. sound like fun. But that is what you're talking about is basically all the people who are just like, I'm an amateur opinion person. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. there was like, will you pay me for my opinion? And certainly there were many uh, websites that needed writers. And so that's what happened. Well, now, now it's podcasts. I know. I was gonna say now, yes. now people have podcasts about the band Weezer. Yeah. yeah. That was jerks. Like, <laughs> that was like eight podcasts about the band Weezer. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And we decided, why not another one? <laughs> Look, let's make it an even dozen if, yeah. if possible. Right? Yeah. So were, were there bands that around, like when you got into college that you were obsessed, like just hit you at the right time and then they kept going and you realized I'm not that person anymore or, or <laughs> not that I'm not that person yeah. who doesn't like that stuff, but I'm not the person who likes their new stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've certainly, there's been plenty of bands that I loved and then I felt like their quality just kind of dropped off. Not, probably not as dramatic mm. a shift as Weezer because <laughs> that's a very... Uh, like unique example, but um, like my favorite band ever is the Beastie Boys and or just Beastie Boys is the, the way they insist on we say, uh, which I don't think is true in the 80s. I don't We're think just going to say the Eagles, Eagles, yeah. Glenn Fry. Right. I, don't, I like I don't as a kid, I never remember people being like, um, it's Beastie Boys. Like, like the they Weezer. like retroactively like they retconned their own name somehow. But anyway, like they were to me the greatest and they were really consistent for a while. But um but the, uh, like around the the turn of the century, I felt like they kind of uh, to stopped. The five boroughs. Yeah, they stopped being like kind of cutting edge and weird and interesting, and they started sort of going backwards and just being like, "Hey, w we love the funky four plus one and cool modi, so we're just gonna like rap like people did thirty years ago." And I was like, "That's not." what I wanted. <laughs> and they also got a little more serious because they kind of grew up. And yeah. so mm -hmm. that's always weird. And, and I'm, and I'm glad they did. They, they should, everyone should grow up and, and become adults. But in terms of their music, it stopped being silly and ridiculous and, and just fun. And it started like, certainly to the five boroughs is like a post nine 11 album basically. And it's uh sort of a bummer in, in places. And so that was, I, yeah, I can't think of anybody that decides I'm going to just listen to the, to the five boroughs. <laughs> I'm just going to throw this on Spotify and listen yeah. to it today. Yeah. It was an interesting at the, when it came out, I was like, okay, it's not bad, but I don't, I never, it was the only one of their albums that I think I didn't play over and over again yeah. and really like memorize it all. And, um, but, but like high school to college, I mean, there was just like, cause I think like in high school, we all have the bands that we listen to and we're yeah. like looking back, we're like, Oh, that was bad then. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I was, I was really big into Godsmack. Like, oh my God. Like I, I had forgotten all about that. Oh man. Like name. We, <laughs> I was like, tell me my first concert was, you know, one of those, the local radio station has their festival mm -hmm. and uh, early in the day was Nickelback before they were mm. Nickelback. Like it was just, <laughs> wow. it was just, they were just a regular band. I mean, they were called Nickelback, but, right. but um, nobody knew them, but nobody knew them. Yeah. Um, and then the headliner was Limp Biscuit. Um, right before them was Smash Mouth. Oh my and God. And then uh, well, before them recently. was, who I saw again recently. And before <laughs> them was Kid Rock. Oh my God. And I loved all those bands when I was 13. Yeah. This is a time capsule. That really is like the ultimate 90s 99. shit yeah. rap rock lineup ever. Yeah. And I saw, like, I've mentioned it on one of 
our recent podcast, I saw Smash Mouth with um, no Spin Doctors at the State Fair. <laughs> Holy shit! And oh Spin God. Doctors are amazing. Go see them, everybody. I'm not lying. Really? Like, not a, like they're just it's huh. a, they're kind of they're a jam band. Yeah. But they're very skilled, and okay. the lead singer does like yoga on stage. And, it's, <laughs> and Smash Mouth is you see Smash Mouth once, and then eh. yeah, <laughs> they're fine. Also, was at the state fair right after a rodeo, mm-hmm. and we we're on the dirt, so that was yeah. Funny. I don't think I, the, the sadness of of Smash Mouth, I think, would just be too hard for me to overcome. <laughs> just the the idea of them makes me sad. So I don't think I need to see yeah, them in physical form. I was like, I you know, they have some songs that I actually like. Like I listen, I was like, I know like ten of their songs, like. We all know 10 of their songs. We just Probably, don't know yeah. it. Probably, yeah. But then... If you know, know if, one of their songs, you know 10 of their songs. Yeah. Because they all kind of go that way. Once I felt about Spin Doctors, when you told me them, I was like, I have no idea who that is. And then mm-hmm. I looked them up and I was like, oh, wait, no, I, I know yeah. exactly who they are. You know every song on that one yeah. album. It's, you see, there were two princes here before <laughs> you. That's what I say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, like, I listened to relatively obscure rap in high school for the most part. And then some older stuff, I like dove back into like older music, but, but like the stuff that most of those bands just stopped existing three years after I listened to them, (laughs) like EPMD, maybe they kept going. I don't know. They didn't really make albums after like 95 probably. And, uh, public enemy I loved, I still love, they sort of stopped. They, they, they were on and off active. And then. The, probably the number one embarrassing thing, which uh, the, the the sort of other side of the Beastie Boys coin is there was a band, uh, there's a group called Third Base, which is huh. white rappers, two <laughs> two white rappers from Brooklyn. Wait, is it bass spelled B-A-S-E? Or? B-A-S-S. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like a fish. Third Base. Well, I was thinking like an instrument. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's, oh, okay. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Uh, they, they were on Def Jam, and which was, you know, very prestigious. Uh, and they were... Very like, hey, we're going to tell you about racism. And at the time I was like, yeah, racism <laughs> sucks. Oh, these fucking guys rule. These white guys are going to tell us yeah. about how racism is bad. And then like, yeah. And so and so I was like, and, and the, the production was, was legitimately good. And uh, Prince Paul, I don't know if you guys know Prince Paul. He produced yeah. a lot of their stuff. And uh, they were decent rappers. Uh, they started beef with the Beastie Boys for some reason. I think they thought that that uh, there can only be one white rap group. It was it was that classic case of yeah, uh, like there's like psychologists have done studies about this, but like when there's only a f- very few people in a field, they attack each other to, because they're like they're obviously like when like in the '60s when there was like a woman scientist and another woman scientist oh. would come along, she'd be like, "Fuck you, you're a whore," and be like, "Why? Why wouldn't you support her?" He's like, "No, because." Because the group has said there can only be one, then the one has to attack the other. So anyway, they attacked the Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys kind of fired back a little bit. They were probably better rappers than the Beastie Boys because the Beastie Boys weren't really that great rap-wise. But anyway, it, all I'm saying is in modern, like whenever I hear them now, I'm like, this is so fucking embarrassing that these white guys were like telling the, everybody like about racism and like lecturing. Their songs are basically lectures about like, oh, this, you know, like, listen, this is unjust and horrible. I'm like, we get it. You're not like it was like they were going way too far to prove that they're that they were down. And but well, it very much resonated with me as a white kid who wanted to also be down. And so I was like, I see myself in you. And yet I, I hate myself. <laughs> so, it was uh, the early days of wokeness. Yes. It was a mm-hmm. very performative wokeness. Yeah. Ooh, it was yeah. the original performative wokeness probably. <laughs> yeah. Although the Beastie Boys dabbled in that too, for sure. And in their own way, the, you know, talking about Tibet and stuff. I, I also wonder if it, it seems like a lot of the bands in the eighties that were kind of like at the level of Weezer were they weren't the big Weezer was never the biggest band in the world, right. but the bands from the eighties, I don't know if they kept going 
25 years later like oh yeah th- they just kept going it seems like the yeah. ba- all the bands from the 70s are still playing huh. yeah like you, you well, if you ask, I mean, if Jimmy were here, Jimmy Pardo would be able to tell you exactly where every single band from <laughs> yeah, the 80s is now. <laughs> and so a lot of them are still going technically, but in in a very like the world is not aware of them. Only people like Jimmy are aware of them because they're like, hey, Spando Ballets at the Cabin <laughs> Club or whatever the hell. And, and so that's, yeah, that's true. That's the level that it is. But that's great. Honestly, like if you can still bring 300 people out to a show, that's pretty cool. Like I. I, I would be thrilled with that if, if in 30 years people still want to see Jimmy and me ramble on a stage. <laughs> like, that's great. <laughs> well, and also, like, okay, so Weezer is obviously still actively releasing albums, but then you have <laughs> a band like, albums. yeah, you have a band like, wait, is Smash Mouth still like releasing albums? I have no idea. I'm going to look it up. Because I'm like, there are right. bands that, you know, they're not at, like making new music, but they're still. They will tour. They will tour. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's a lot of them that are release, releasing albums just. They don't even play the songs. Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's mostly what happens is like, and, and often they do force you to listen. Like I, I to just, one song. just kind of for old time's sake, my wife and I went to see Dave Matthews band last year and, uh, Smash Mouth's last album was 2012. Oh, oh wow. Okay. okay. That's sorry. I mean, that's actually good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> they should not be continuing to record music, but, but Dave Matthews band made a new album and they did that pathetic thing where they're like, if you buy a ticket to the concert, oh. you get the album for free. And so that juiced their album sales so that they looked like that. I think the album debuted at number one, but just because oh. people will always buy tickets to their concert. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, we were like, yeah, I remember we used to like going to see Dave Matthews Band. And we went and it was like, this is terrible. And they, <laughs> they played like way too many songs from the new album. I forgot how much pot was that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these and, and, and just, yeah, just like the most annoying people ever. They were uh, even when, when I was, I wasn't super into them ever, but I, I supported my wife's fandom of them <laughs> and uh, not to sell her out, but uh, you know, we both enjoyed it, but she was definitely the one who like led us into that world. And even then I was annoyed by the fan base, but now that fan base is 15 years older and more annoying than ever. It's just really, really awful. That's their one night to go out. Yeah. Get drunk and smoke pot. Well, a lot of those people I think are like the age, probably like your parents where their kids are grown up. And so now they're like, they can go to concerts again. I'm yeah. like, Oh fuck. Yeah. We're going to do it. Let's get lit. And I'm like, no, don't please don't. Well, and I think it's a good time to mention that, uh, when we had Stephen Ray Morris on, he mentioned he was on a Dave Matthews band, oh, the yeah. Dave Matthews band message, message board. board. Oh wow. Were you, you were not on that. I, I did dip my toe into really? that because this, this is an interesting thing that, that sort of dovetails with the message board phenomenon of the early two thousands, which is before, um, I mean, it was around the time when Napster was getting going, but but bootlegging album, bootlegging oh, yeah. co- concerts like live shows was still uh, it was not a thing that you could just like, you know, download, download. stuff or mm-hmm. stream it or do it. But so I was I got into the world of um, CD trading where you would literally mail a bubble envelope Ooh. to someone and with a blank CD in it and they would they would burn their the copy they had of that concert and send it back to you so So i was doing that with with some dave matthews band stuff and tenacious d stuff and um and then i even uh helped make a tenacious d bootleg dvd so like i videotaped a show of theirs and another guy recorded the audio (laughs) and then we like i i 
put them together in um, Final Cut Pro and use and oh and there were two other people there with cameras so I like took all their footage wow. and like made like a multi-camera edit of That's this concert so cool. and uh, and then that became a thing that we would trade and, and I would burn copies for people when they sent me discs and stuff. It was like a low-fi version of that one Beastie Boys <laughs> DVD. <laughs> yes it was very much like that but except only three angles instead of 500 <laughs> angles or whatever. We never did anything like that like mail wise but I remember people would upload music and be like hey if you want to download any of my music but I never did it because well, because I was in college and they told us like, if you download music, oh. you're going to get kicked out. And I was <laughs> right. so worried. <laughs> well, cause rivers has so many B side, like mm-hmm. he, he would release like the songs as he was writing them to get advice from people on message boards, yeah. which is a terrible idea. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's but really weird. That's how make believe happened. I'm, I think. <laughs> I, yeah. He, for so, he, he's in some ways he's very ha- like uh, interactive with the audience, mm-hmm. especially back then for back then. Uh, and in some ways he's just a complete loner. Um, right. And yeah, I, I just still can't get over that he was like soliciting advice from all of us yeah. message board trolls. That's and again, crazy. like I did mention on some other episode that there is a song. It did not make it on the album, but it was released as a demo and it's called Private Message. And I think it's about people private messaging him <laughs> on the boards. Wow. <laughs> so That's... he wrote a song about us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I never messaged him because, you know. I'm yeah, I don't sure think I did either. What was his screen name? Was it Ace. just Rivers? Ace. Ace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn it! Someone really <laughs> should punch that guy in the face. <laughs> he's just like he's he's weird in a very um, non uh, non offensive, non threatening way. Yeah, which I think is good now that we see how much our celebrities are monsters. Yeah, I I see. I don't know enough about him. I thought there was maybe some some weird stuff in his. Well, uh, there's some cringy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Just you know, just the Pinkerton stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, one of the songs is about. A letter from an 18 year old girl but she was actually like 15 oh yeah and he changed it to 18 from japan yeah and he like took her letter to the point where they had to pay her royalties because he oh, used so she like, got songwriting credit i think Holy so shit. yeah i think in the in the liner notes or whatever it has her name as like co-writer i guess like most of the stuff with him that's cringy is uh like we said with the asian stuff yeah well yeah. he's lucky that this that social media wasn't around then because that probably would have uh, sort of snowballed into something very, very illegal and bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <my God>. yeah. <laughs> like it's like the fact that it's just like, that sounds so ch- like chased by modern standards. Let's go. Like, oh, it was a letter that was written. Now, it, you know, you see all these like YouTube guys going down because they like, you know, girls are coming at them constantly and, mm-hmm. uh, and they're gross and have no like more, you know, I don't know what, you know, in yeah. some cases they're just like, Hey, whatever, I don't give a shit. And then suddenly it's like, Oh dude, you're basically soliciting yeah. nude pictures from minors. That's illegal. <laughs> you should stop doing that. And I don't know, like maybe I'm sure that they we're, we're in a weird thing where, you know, in the seventies and eighties, oh, th- there was probably a lot of shit like that mm-hmm. happening, but it was kind of untraceable in some weird yeah. way. No, they bragged about it. Right. Well, I that mean, too. Like you, like, you know, Chuck Berry, like yeah. uh, Ted Nugent, David mm-hmm. Bowie, like every musician you love yeah. from the seventies and probably eighties, they, yeah. they had sex with like teenagers because mm-hmm. they could. Well, I just yeah. saw a thing on Twitter that was like, oh, back in the nineties, which is even you know, later than that, but still a different time. Yeah. There was Britney Spears on in some magazine and it was like 
totally sexualizing her and she was like 16 yeah. and it was like making her look childlike they had her like holding a teletubby but she was like didn't have a shirt like it right. was yeah weird stuff and it's like that was acceptable back then what yeah that wasn't even that long ago <laughs> 20 years ago that yeah. was a, there was that weird moment where like um teen pop and the maxim culture mm. crashed into each other Ugh. like oh, maxim yeah. was huge and i still don't really understand i guess it was just kind of like a new generation was like well, I, where's our playboy you know like they wanted uh. their own sort of version of that and it was just like no one was no one stood up and was like hey this is super fucking degrading and, yeah. and awful well and, and her parents didn't you know they, they encouraged right. it yeah. you know because it's sold well, that's albums. a whole other thing well that's, yeah stage parents and, <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh, i have one important question for you guys about weezer because like, like i said i don't really know that much about them we but may not know the answer but go ahead <laughs> it's it may not be knowable it may there may not be an answer to this question but i'm gonna ask it anyway i just want to know what your take is what the hell is that song Beverly Hills? Oh God. <laughs> Why does that exist? That, Where did it come from? So that's from the album that we're talking about, Make Believe. Make Believe. Okay. And it's a song that does not fit on that album. I think if you took that song out, that album makes a lot of sense. Okay. And that was actually a song that it was the first single, right? Yeah. And it was the first song I remember because we're all like waiting for Make Believe. And then this song was leaked. It was like somebody had recorded it at like a like a private oh, wow. thing or it was maybe at the music that. video shoot or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and the music got, video shoot. Cause the maybe. music video had a bunch of fans well, okay. the music at video, the playboy mansion. At the playboy mansion. Okay. Um, so it was leaked and people were like, what is this? And other people were backlash. like, yeah, the other people were like, no, it's okay. It's fine. Like it's going to be fine. It's the phantom menace effect where you want to like it so much. Cause you've been <laughs> okay. waiting for yeah. this. But did, did now, was there ever like any effort to say like, no, it's like postmodern. Like this is an ironic I don't think so. Or... I don't think that Rivers does ironic stuff no. with his music. Yeah. No. Like he does his, like his Twitter is just 99% ironic and weird, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't like, seem intentionally ironic. Yeah. All the, mu- all the music he does, I think is sincere in a way, but yeah. it's sincere in that he wants to, he wants to write the number one hit. Yeah. That's, that was, and I remember talking about this with, with this one friend of mine from the AST board who was a big fan of them where I just like, that was not obviously w- when their early stuff was, you know, when people gravitated to it, it was because it was the opposite of that in some ways. Like it felt very much like, you know, the, the fact that they had this, yeah. this sort of their masterpiece, quote unquote, was this huge failure mm-hmm. sort of branded them as like super artistic, you know, whatever. Losers they, basically, yeah, which yeah. we all were, you know. Right. So to think that the same person who birthed that would then just... Probably it's probably the most shameless song I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, it's, no, it's, you it's, haven't heard it, a lot of their other songs, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's it's definitely one that we hate. And it, but it's like one of their top. Yeah, like they play it at every live yeah. show. They have to play that and Isn't pork and beans, like top and on Spotify. Is no, on the, it like the number one last well, I looked Africa. on Spotify was was a hash pipe. Oh, okay. Which also like the more and more I listen to that album, I, as I've mentioned, I don't like it. That yeah. Much. That's a fun song, at least. Is, is Islands in the Sun also on that Green album? album. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The yeah. That, like, that's the one that I listen to it, and I'm like, I hate this song now. Yeah, that song, I remember at the time being like, this is... Uh, this Island in the Sun is now their number one. Oh. Say it ain't... Yeah, Africa is not even in their top ten. Oh, huh. Oh, that, don't get me started on that either. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, that was part of the reason why we started this. Because of that. <laughs> that, and then the SNL sketch um, with uh, Leslie Jones and Matt Damon. Where they're arguing about Weezer. I don't think I saw that. Oh, it's good. Okay. Yeah. It's basically like they're at a dinner party and 
Weezer, like Africa comes on mm-hmm. and it wasn't isn't like Matt Damon is like yeah. ah I love this song and Leslie Jones is like actually Weezer hasn't been good in a long time and they just have this argument and <laughs> Matt Damon's like I love their new stuff and that's funny <laughs> and everybody else at the table is like is this yellow card <laughs> <laughs> they're like what is going on right now like <laughs> that's funny. yeah but, but uh, to me what I was gonna say is Islands in the Sun felt like Island in the Sun Island in the Sun that feels like uh you can yeah I'm thinking of Islands in the Street, in the street. for sure <laughs> Don Ho. Um, or the restaurant Islands which is actually pretty good yeah you know it's surprisingly good french fries yeah. uh islands in the stream up the hammers that's a soccer reference <laughs> oh, okay. um love it so the uh like it to me that was like a good blend of they didn't sell themselves out but they did make a song that could be a hit you know like yeah. it, it, yeah. it kind of straddled it like it was mm-hmm. like this is poppy and very like uh, listenable but it doesn't feel like you sold your soul for it. Like, and, and I also think it's pretty bland and not interesting, yeah. but that, yeah. but, but that's, I, that's, they're not my band. So I don't really care. Like that, that wasn't the issue to me. I was like, okay, fine. You made yeah. a nice, pretty song. Yeah. It's, it's, it fits with your, what you do. And yet, you know, you could put it on the radio and, and, you know, you know, moms in Des Moines will also be like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> and that's maybe that is like, to me, that's the ultimate, like for a band like Weezer, that's kind of like, the, that's the win. And so for yeah. them to just be like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> like, I was like, what the, oh my God, who are you? Such an accurate. Like, <laughs> oh, and the, they're one of those bands where I know that Jimmy always says, he'll talk about like Rick Astley. All of a sudden he's like, his latest album is actually really good. Yeah. And like, these are like, they had like two straight albums in their late era that were really good, mm-hmm. but nobody cared at that point. Yeah. Because yeah. they just, turned off all their like, like early fans all of us yeah, yeah all the people who like the stuff that they later did on like the white album which was when when did that come out 2011 or 2013 i don't even know yeah. but it's like oh they went back to that sound but at that point we're all gone and right. we're not paying attention you've also grown up i mean I yeah. think the, the thing that most bands have to reconcile is that their fans you know a band breaks and usually when a band like a rock band or any kind of pop group is popular it's because teenagers like them yes and then those teenagers become adults and Mm -hmm. like either the band manages to miraculously mature with their fan base perfectly and just move into new eras like like the beastie boys did yeah they did do that a little bit and then eventually i mean that's i think it's as a rap is an interesting thing because i don't know like who is the who is the like is any has Jay-Z? anybody Jay Z may be the only guy who's made it past the twenty year mark. I mean the Beastie Boys technically did, yeah, but um, but but barely I would say. <laughs> but it's hard because rap is so youth oriented and and it's so about attitude and the attitude is very rebellious and young. And rock was like that too for for most of its existence. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of weird because like punk bands they just keep going forever. Yeah, like, like you know you you see, and, the, you know or like the. Ultimate, like, like guided by voices is still touring. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I wonder if p- part of that, like with punk, is it, is it because they never get so big that there's like uh, they don't have they don't have to have that feeling of oh this isn't as big as it used to be because they're always exactly in the pocket of the right amount of success, kind of. Yeah, I guess like they're not like actual punk bands, not like Blink One Eighty Two, right, and right. Green Day, who are touring with Weezer. Soon. <laughs> uh, like that's a whole other thing, but like yeah. actual punk bands. They're never chasing the number one hit. They're yeah. just like, yeah. we're they just, just going to write music keep we doing like. what they do and the people who like it will come out. And they'll, yeah. the people who like it appreciate the fact that they don't uh, feel the need to, you know, strive for something else. And yeah, but I think all, I mean, I just, I wonder in general, like what is the shelf life of a band? You know, it's, yeah. there's those weird examples of like Rolling Stones that. But those are all the baby boomer bands that like. Right. I mean, and 
I mean, Rolling Stones, when's the last good song that they wrote, that they released? Yeah, I don't even, you know, that's the thing. Like, I remember that when their, like, their early 90s tour, that was like the last time I remembered them having new music that was at all, not, I wouldn't even say it was relevant, but it was like, at least out there, <laughs> like it was available. Yeah. Now it's like they don't even bother. They're just, I mean, I think they do actually have a new album, but. Yeah, it's like Paul McCartney releases a new album every few years, but. Huh. Nobody, you know, everyone yeah. just like play jet. <laughs> yeah. um, so there's two, th- two more things. Uh, yeah. One is that I ask all of our guests, how many albums do you think Weezer has released? How many studio <laughs> albums, non-compilations? Okay. Well, and I will say that Tony Thaxton got exactly right, which shocked me. <laughs> but yeah. he, he was in a, 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 you know, a pop, pop punk band or whatever. I don't know. Were well, we're Weezer fans and we didn't know. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, well, I mean, we've already mentioned, what, five or six of them, I think. Um, so it's at least six. Yes, correct. <laughs> it's probably less than 20, I'm, I'm hoping, <laughs> for the good of humanity. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm gonna say enter the Jeopardy music. <laughs> I'm gonna say, you know what? As a nod to uh, the Never Not Funny fan, I'm gonna say Lazy Baker. I'm gonna say 11. Oh, that's so close. If you said if you Baker's, said Baker's dozen, dozen, you would have been right. No, 13. Oh, 13. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was, okay. Well, but that's really close, though. Given how little I know about them, I'm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty. Like that's a good. Yeah. Performance. I mean, and they released two this year. The oh. Teal album, which was the one with Oh, Africa. I thought you meant prior to 20 years. <laughs> no, and then the Black <laughs> album, which nobody listened to. Yeah. And then uh, next year, they're going to have two more albums that are already done. Rivers wanted to release But it's four. not a double. They're, these are not double LPs. They're putting two separate albums yeah. out in one calendar there's, year. There's one. The first one's called Van Weezer, and it comes out in May, and it's... The, the single is out and it has Van Halen style guitar because Rivers can play that kind of guitar. Yeah. Like he's a really good guitarist. Mm-hmm. He can't sing like you should be able to for that kind of music. But I feel like it's uh, th- this is the kind of thing that the, the Toto thing and that there's a lot of things that make me feel like Weezer as a whole is is an elaborate art <laughs> project. Pump. You know, it's like a it's that's a the prank. second time this weekend that that's, <laughs> this idea has come up. Uh, because otherwise it doesn't really make any sense. Like he you couldn't have you can't make this early stuff and then make the late, like the, the Beverly Hill stuff. And maybe you can, but it just seems like either someone, either he got hit in the head at one point <laughs> or he's like a super genius. Who's just like, this is the vision and it will all make sense in 2032. I think it might be a little of that, but he's not actually a super genius and it's not right. going to make he sense. He just thinks he is. Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah. we, we did read an article that explained like after each album, however it failed, oh, yeah. they, they went into their next album doing something different as mm-hmm. like a reaction to that previous one, which okay. is why every album is so different. Mm-hmm. Cause they're like, Oh, this one was too emotional. So let's do not emotional at all. Yeah. Oh, that one was too poppy. Let's put some like hard guitars. Okay. That one, yeah. we didn't have enough. Like, and it's like, that makes sense. If you look at it that way, yeah. it's like, Oh, they're always trying to like fix a mistake. Right. And that's what they're all. <laughs> yeah. He might just have one of those weird, like computer brains. That's yes. just well, like, he, uh, I must solve the, po- the yes, puzzle. Yeah. So do, do you listen to song exploder? I have a couple times. Yeah. Listen to the Weezer one. Okay. Because when you find out his songwriting process, it will blow your mind <laughs> oh, no. and it will be, it, I'll just say this way. It, it involves spreadsheets and it, and it involves um, him doing um, guitar poses in a room with mirrors. <laughs> and the writing of it does. Yes. Jesus Christ. Um, and one more thing. So yes. I did have another gift for you. Oh my God. Yeah, you already off the air. You gave me a very cool uh, New Mexico New Mexico United United scarf, scarf, which is I wish there was an LAFC scarf that was as as cool as this one. 
because I love the, uh, the the design of it. Yeah, and it's sponsored by Meow Wolf, which is a cool art thing. And, yeah. And you're wearing a shirt. You've got the jersey. Uh, yeah, I got yeah. the jersey on. I had to wear it because we made the USL playoffs in the last Congratulations. game. Congratulations. Um, I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my friend got a laser engraver, so that's our logo. Oh, cool. And those oh, are some coasters. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's an M. Laser. <laughs> I get it. Uh, so that, that's our, awesome. that's Thank our podcast you. logo. Could, oh, you know don't what? smell it. The, why did I do like it? Epoxy. I did we, that too. You know what? I love that smell. It reminds well, me of shop class. Oh, because oh, does see, it smell like burnt? Because it smelled oh, like yeah. epoxy when mm-hmm. I gave Sarah. And that's hers. why I smelled it because I like I wanted to smell the burnt yeah, what, laser yeah. engraving. Yeah. But you had just recently sprayed it with epoxy. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Now it just. Day. Now it's kind of a mix of epoxy <laughs> and burnt wood, which is a very nice <laughs> combo. <laughs> Highly recommend it. But um, yeah, is there anything else, Sarah? Uh, no. So I don't think so. What do you have to promote? I guess there's a podcast that you do. You I've can heard. check out Never Not Funny. It's uh, on Earwolf. It's on uh, the World Wide Web at nevernotfunny.com. And uh, you can also find it wherever podcasts are downloaded. Um, some good stuff out there. I think uh, Paul Reiser is on. Ooh. I don't know when this drops. but Th- This will be like in three weeks. Okay. Well, so Paul Reiser was on three weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, some I got cool happy because I'm like, ooh, I, have a, I, yeah. I know who's on. Yeah. As we record this, that's not out yet. So uh, it's a little tidbit for you, Matt. Ooh. But um, yeah. And Podcastathon 2020 will be on Saturday, May 23rd. Ticket sales, I cannot announce yet, but uh, the ticket sales will be happening soon. If you want to attend live, it's going to be in Los Angeles. I have been the last three years and it's great. I'm going to be again this year. I'm hopefully going to sit in the front row again <laughs> it's it's uh it's t- just to quickly explain because we didn't really explain it before it's oh, yeah. it's tw- it's a 12 hour like telethon but streaming on youtube and there's a new guest every half hour and um people like john ham and amy poehler and conan o'brien and uh sarah silverman tons of uh great comedians and actors and musicians and uh live performances yeah these yeah. posters around us that we'll show you oh, karen kilgariff was on oh. a couple years ago um and we've had some really cool musical guests like Amy Mann and um, oh, yeah, I've found some good like Ellis Paul, uh, Ellis Paul, Lisa Loeb. Um, actually, I don't oh, know. If my that... favorite one was last year. Um, oh, Colin Hay. <laughs> Colin Hay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like Men at Work guy. <laughs> yeah, Colin Hay from Men at Work was on, uh, sang a couple of Men at Work songs. That was very cool. Um, so it, it, obviously. To, to sit there for 12 hours is a lot to ask. Uh, only crazy people like Matt would do that. But <laughs> And I get I got there at 6 a.m. to get in line last time. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I, yeah. So if you <laughs> I, I hopefully we will have a way to maybe make that less painful this year. But um, it's fun. I can't, I can't say much more. <laughs> but I will say you can always watch it streaming uh, live on our website, nevernotfunny.com or podcastathon.com. I know that this is six months <laughs> in the future, so it's a ways out there. But. It's very fun. Um, people enjoy watching it, and uh, it's all for a really good cause, Smile Train. So check that out. And um, oh, and I guess I should mention because we're also launching. Uh, we just announced this on the show. We're launching a web series that Jimmy's doing called Jimmy's Records and Tapes, where huh. he uh, takes you on a trip down memory lane through his record collection. Each each episode is uh, take he takes one record from his collection and talks about where he was in his life when Ooh. that album came out. And, uh, the and first, he was in the music industry. He and, was, yeah, yeah, he worked He worked for MC Records in the 80s. Before that, he worked at a record store in suburban Chicago. And um, he uh, is a, a real uh, music file and um, knows a lot about it. And also is a very funny person who has a lot of funny anecdotes from his childhood. So it's kind of a combination of those things. The first episode 
will be up by the time this episode comes out. So just go to uh, youtube.com slash never not funny and you'll find Jimmy's records and tapes there. I'm excited about that. Yeah. yeah. The first episode is about uh, Born to Run, the, the Bruce Springsteen album. So, uh, oh, the Bruce Springsteen Born to Run. Okay. Yeah, that one. Don't <laughs> get it confused. I know there's a lot of Born to Runs out there. This is not the Captain and Tennille's Born to Run. This is the Bruce Springsteen one. So yeah, check it out. It's good stuff. We're really having fun making those. That's cool. Do you, do you want people to follow you anywhere? Uh, He's I, not on social media. Yeah, I, <laughs> I quit social media for my own mental health. But uh, but you can follow Never Not Funny on Twitter at Never Not Funny, and uh, check out the Facebook page. You can see pictures of all our guests. That's uh, Never Not. Or sorry, it's uh, Facebook.com slash Never Not Funny. What about you, Sarah? Where can people uh, follow you on the internet? I'm all over the internet. It's terrible. Uh, I'm on Instagram <laughs> at Sarah Iyer. It's all my cat pictures. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Sarah and Julie Iyer. I have two other podcasts, The Purcast. We talk about cats. Uh, <laughs> and The Bluth, The Whole Bluth, and Nothing But The Bluth, which is about Don Bluth animated films. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Uh, where are you? I do not have another podcast, but uh, I. you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at FBI Hop. And, which was uh, also, oh, never mind. <laughs> Nothing. That was the, that was the name of the Splinter message boards. No, don't tell them. Well, you can't find it. You can't find it online You're anymore. I'm protective of this. I've I oh. said a lot of personal things. There's on There's a lot boards. of embarrassing stuff. On I there. open up a lot on the internet. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find this podcast everywhere: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at WeezerPod. And uh, if you want, if you leave us a, fa- a five star review on uh, iTunes, we will read it on the air. That's so. great that you got the at WeezerPod. That is, a, I know. Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> work. Because there are like so many Weezer podcasts, and they didn't. Those they idiots didn't, take it. didn't lock it down. <laughs> I, one of the other ones I listened to, the guy's like, "Oh yeah, I couldn't get Weezer Pod," and I was like, "But they started before us." Yeah, so I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's strange. But anyways, um, yeah. yeah. So we never know how to end this. So yeah. Um, well, uh. well. First of all, thanks. Yeah, thanks thank for you. Us, thank Matt. you for having me. It's been a blast. It's so great. Yeah, all right, let's not forget to get a photo this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's say it on the air that way. Yeah. Yes. And, all right. Uh, we'll, Bye. we'll talk about Beastie Boys with you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>